This is a podcast by Wellhouse Church, where personal spiritual growth is fueled through a variety of practices rather than a single prescriptive time of devotion, where we discuss different spiritual practices that help us be more present with God, others, and ourselves. What's going on, practitioners? What up? It's going to be a chill day today. Yep. 20 weeks. We added it up. Uh, Well, 17 prayer practices. One introduction on prayer mm-hmm. and one conclusion on prayer. So, so 19, 19 weeks on prayer is a long time. It is. We have talked about prayer. We've talked a lot about prayer and still didn't even hit everything. Correct. There's still a lot more. Yeah. Uh, I wish we could hit everything, but I mean, it, it would take us the rest of our lives. Yeah, uh, maybe if you were going to get every minute detail about mm. prayer, um, just to hit the broad strokes, though, of prayer, it might take us another 20 weeks. Yeah, it's a long time. It is. It just it, it was time for something new. We finished everything in Adele's book, mm-hmm. and there were more that we could have kept going with, but it just felt kind of like a natural stopping place because... We were done with... Well, and there are so many weeks on prayer. Yeah, it, it's I mean, t- we've talked prayer. I don't want to say we talked prayer to death, but like we talked a lot about prayer. We did talk a lot about prayer, but why did we talk a lot about prayer? Because prayer is important and people don't know how to pray. Because prayer is important and people don't know how to pray. That's the deal. I think as throughout, or at least recent history, Well, let me say, and I'm going to just, I'm going to name it as a product of modernity, prayer became less necessary because we had the Bible and reason. Yeah. And so we stopped teaching people how to pray. Yeah. Which in turn actually didn't do anything except you got a bunch of Christians that don't know how to pray. Yeah. I mean, and we didn't talk. Go ahead. Other traditions do better jobs of teaching people how to pray. A hundred percent. Than evangelicals do. If you have, if you're in a tradition that goes through catechism, you know how to pray. You're going to know how to pray. Yeah. You're going to know different Um, prayer practices. Yeah. Like 90% of the prayer practices we covered, not practiced in low church traditions. No. Uh, in low church traditions, you're going to do spontaneous prayer. Mm-hmm. You might do, like, you might pray the Psalms if you're a really good Christian. <laughs> um, and you're going to know the Lord's Prayer as the corporate recitation. Yep. That That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean. And even then, uh, you learned it in Sunday school, but once you got into the youth group, you quit talking about the Lord's Prayer, basically. In in low church traditions, that's probably true. I mean, yeah. if you're if you're in a low church tradition that's more reformed in nature, you might actually recite the Lord's Prayer every service. Maybe. But yeah, you largely like 
you don't use it anymore. I mean, Unless you play football because you're going to pray it before every game on Friday night. So, yeah. But, I mean, really, I mean, people just don't use it. Yeah. I think, I think the whole purpose of this, and I've been, I've been telling people about this a lot. I had a friend um, that we need to talk, we need to talk about this whole thing off camera. But I had a friend get baptized the other day. Hey. Yeah. He invited me to come. Praise the Lord. Absolutely. Uh, he's been wanting to, he's been in the church his entire life. He's my age, a little bit older. Um, never been baptized. Always wanted to, um, but never felt comfortable in his home churches to take that step. Mm. He's finally in a church where he feels at home. He feels like he's found his church family. Mm. He's found his community, and he wanted to be baptized. And Praise so they the did Lord. it. Um, it was a really small thing. It was done in the pastor's backyard in his pool. Um, and his girlfriend came and his girlfriend's mom came and then me. That was it. Nice. Uh, it, was, it was amazing. But afterwards, we went back to my place and we were drinking a beer, smoking a cigar, celebrating. And uh, he was like, you know, it, it, it's taken me a while to to grow enough to a place where I felt ready to be baptized. Yeah. And I was like, I get that. And you know, what's funny is we tell people all the time that they need to grow and that they need to pray, but they don't know how to grow and they don't know how to pray. Yep. And I sent him a link to Adele's book and I said, I want you to read this for me. Yeah. Uh, start doing some of the things in in that book. That's the deal. Adele breaks her book down so perfectly, and it. I mean, there's it's like a manual. Well, it's a it's the it's called a handbook. It, it's, Spiritual yeah. disciplines handbook. Um, there's like seventy something disciplines in the book, mm. and of those seventy something. They're all written in the same format. Mm -hmm. So you have like a grid list of stuff that's like the definition, the desire, like the kind of fruits that come from it, all this kind of stuff. Just like a big overview of the discipline. And you've got two pages of her content, her thoughts on the practice. And then you have reflection questions spiritual exercises and additional recommended resources. Mm-hmm. It really is a handbook. It it would take you 5 minutes a day probably to read it. Oh, yeah, if that. Like Maybe if you're a slow reader, I mean, definitely no more than 10 including oh. doing some of the exercises. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um and you will grow a ton. I didn't find Adele's book until <sighs> The fall of 2019, my mm. first semester. Yeah, my first semester at Truett Seminary, they introduced me to Adele's book. Oh, no, it was my second semester. Oh, okay. 
It was not my first semester. It was my second semester. So it was spring 2020. Spring 2020, during COVID, or ah. the semester oh, of COVID. Oh, that's right, because that's when you started the Pastor Cullen thing. Yeah. And Adele's book literally, like, totally revolutionized the way I thought about spiritual formation. Yeah. Because I always knew that, like, there had to be more to it than what I was given. Yeah. But, like, I didn't even know where to begin looking. Yeah. Because the only other exposure, my stupid academiaized, academianized self? Academianized. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to verbatize this, and I don't know if it's possible, but... Your learned Yeah, my self. learned self. The only exposure I had to, like, intense spiritual formation was studying the patristics and like the desert fathers and like oh yeah those dudes and it's like i actually own a book on the desert fathers uh, you don't or you I do, do. Yeah. yeah i own several yeah and like they're they're hardcore yeah but like like nobody does that anymore <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah it's like yeah, nobody does that anymore. So essentially, the question becomes, how do you grow as a Christian in modern times, right? We don't have, you know, these these journeys, that yeah. we, that, the, these pilgrimages, right, that people yeah. used to go on. Um, well, so we do. You just got to go overseas to get Yeah, them. they're just not on this side of the park. Right, so... As, we really are the new world. Yeah, as Western Christians, well, or Eastern Christians, no, no, Western. no, as American Christians. Because if you're in Europe, you you can get if to... If you're in Canada, or if you're in South America. Okay, so North, in the Americas. So, Western Christians. No, because Europe would also be considered Western Christians, and they can get there very easily because they don't have to fly across. They can take trains and multiple travel options. Okay. It doesn't cost near as much for them to get over there. Okay. Well, on this side of the pond, whatever. It's hard to do those to do things like that, right? Um, so yeah, we need different ways. We we need different practices that we can engage. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what what's your favorite prayer practice? The one I probably use the most, and it's kind of split, uh, is in between, or at least recently, it's kind of split between three. Um, labyrinth prayer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, breath prayer. Yeah. Um, and fixed hour prayer. Yeah. So my the one that I do most is breath prayer. Mm. I probably use breath prayer 20 times a day. mm um, and I've just gotten into a habit where like, if I start to get stressed out, yeah, I take a deep breath and it's just my natural habit that like, I'm going to walk away and I'm going to take a deep breath. That's something that I've had to work very hard on because I'm not good at that. That's not my natural. I'm very much so an intense personality. Yeah. And I like, I have a tendency to unfortunately Fly lose my mind. Me too. Um, so I recently had an experience that we've talked about. Um, made me realize the little things don't matter. Yeah. 
quit freaking out about the little things. Yesterday, I was in my trailer. I was putting away some laundry, and I tried to open a drawer, and it wouldn't open. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I started jerking on it and wiggling yeah. it, and then I stopped. I was, like, screaming and, yeah. like, doing all kinds Dude, of crazy know. stuff. I get it. And I stopped. and did breath prayer. Yep. And I, I kind of did, like, the in, out, bad vibes out. Musa. Yeah. <laughs> I just did this whole yeah. motion, breathing, praying. Yeah. It didn't It didn't make me any less mad or any less yeah. stressed out. It just made me stop. Yeah. And then go back to it, right? Well, like, today, I was... I was moving some stuff from our old house to our new house and I have like a little closet and I was trying to put a shelf in there and it was like, it's one of those metal shelves you buy at Home Depot or whatever and you put it together. Mm-hmm. It's like got all the little parts and they got the holes and you're trying to put it together and I was trying to put the those shelves. Are frustrating as hell though. Like, let's be honest. Oh my God. I was trying to put them at the perfect height because I had all the stuff I wanted to fit. Yeah. And so I was trying to put it all at the perfect height so I could get the most out of what I was trying to put on the shelf. And like the final shelf, I just could not get at the right height. But I had already, I trapped it in between two other shelves. Oh, no. I was losing my mind, dude. Oh, no. I'm sure all my neighbors around me know now. Because yeah. I was grabbing it and like literally shaking the shelf in the closet. I was so mad. Yeah. So, yes, I have a tendency <laughs> to have very intense personality and I get mad pretty easily. We, we do have to say that we get that rightfully. But our, our father has gotten better we get about it, it. Honestly. Yeah. Not rightfully. Not right, honestly. Yeah. Our dad has grown out of that in recent years or yeah. is at least getting a lot better about it. Yeah. But like all of the men on the where side of the family are, are this way. Uh-uh. Nope. Take it back. Okay. Not all. Yeah. There's one that is not. Who is that the one? The oldest. Oh. He is super chill. Pops, brother? No, no, no. Dad's oh. oldest brother. Oh, yeah. No, that's for yeah. sure. Uh, but when he was younger, he wasn't. Yes, but right? in his... Yeah. Now, he's fine, right? Yeah, but so we get it honestly. We get this honestly. Because that is my natural, like... It's your natural state. Yeah, my natural reflex. I've had to work really hard to try to fight against that, yeah. and I find myself using the breath prayer all the time. I've started doing that um, because I realized how toxic it is that I get yeah. mad about, get that mad about something so stupid. Yeah. I realized that that is probably my most toxic trait. Yeah, it's really unhealthy. And so now I've started utilizing the breath prayer whenever I start to flip out like that. Yeah. And then... The second one that I use the most, especially now, because I'm taking my dog on a lot more walks, um, prayer walking. Mm. Um, I really enjoy prayer walking. Just the opportunity to walk and lay eyes and sometimes hands on things that you're praying for. Yeah. Um, It just, I don't know, it's something that, is really wholesome. It also gets me outside. Yeah, that's, that's the true. other thing. I, <clears throat> through this, obviously, as we're prepping for 
a series on prayer and things. We're reading a lot and and doing stuff, and so we're constantly looking at at things for our content. And I did not realize before this series, and really, it just kind of hit me within the last week, like just kind of thinking holistically about everything going on in my life. It's really healing just being outside. Oh, absolutely. Now, let me say, where we are in the greater Houston, Texas area, it's really healing to be outside. Because is it hot? Absolutely, it's hot. But it's nice. Yeah. If you're like... Today it was not. Yeah, if you're in like Scotland or something where it's... Belgium, where it rains eighty yeah. percent of the time, or, and it gets dark at four p.m. and or if you like live in uh, Alaska or like an urban area where it's oh, constantly yeah. busy, the concrete jungles. Yeah, if, if that's you, like maybe it's yeah, not. Maybe it's not because be it's peaceful, or because uh, it's not peaceful. Yeah, but for us where we are, and we're in a we're in a suburb of the greater houston area so it's not too busy life runs pretty slowly if you want it to and we both live um where we have where we can look out our back doors and see nothing yeah yeah yeah, right i mean i see i-10 a little bit but like that's it yeah well you you can see the river i can see the river and i can see the creek yeah and you're you're one spot off the actual river. Yeah, I take um, ten steps and I'm on the bank. Honestly, yeah, my backyard actually looks to the creek. Like today, I was watching, and I was on the phone with our mom, and they were like, "She was like, hey, do you know how much rain we've had today?'" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, a lot. The creek's overflowing. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we've a had lot a of lot rain. of rain. It's a lot. Uh, so yeah, it like we have." We have places where we can go outside that are really nice. But even if you live in Houston, like Buffalo Bio Park. Oh, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Um, it, it can really slow down. Discovery Green is more busy, but there are some places around there that can slow down. Um, the oh. Art Park oh, in yeah, yeah. Houston, you can really slow down. You can find places. You can um, find places of respite where you can. Yeah, just, I mean, even in New York City, right? I mean, you could go to Central, Central Park, Park is like nine hundred acres or something. Yeah, there's a place to go there where you can find some chill. Yeah, where it's secluded. Um, you may not get away from the noise. Yeah, but you might not see someone. Yeah, like, and th- and I'll be honest, this is the first place that I've lived in a long time. Probably, honestly, this is the first place I've lived. Probably. Well, since we were kids oh, at the Hancomer. old house, yeah, on 61, that I can step outside and genuinely hear nothing but, like, wildlife. Yeah. It's nice. It's really nice. And just being outside is really healing, but also being outside in a spirit of prayer yeah. Is really because we spend so much time inside, and it's like you forget when you're entrapped by these four walls around us that, like, God made a whole world. 
to experience. Yeah, and that that's what you know. When we were talking about designing our studio. We wanted a map mm-hmm. because we just we wanted to remember that the world is bigger than this studio. Then yeah, just us and who we are and yeah. like you guys can't see it. I mean, you can see it's it on, on the his other story, side but of it's the on camera. his. It's on yeah. this wall. So we we're constantly looking at it. Yeah. Right. As we look at the camera, we see the map, and we see it used to be behind us. Um, we see that the world is larger than us. Yeah. But if you if you want to go back deep cuts on this podcast, um, back to uh, 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 spiritual pathways. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? The naturalist. The naturalist. Yeah. We talked a lot about that. Yeah, um, we did. And the state of being in nature and being in a state of prayer. Um, well, and I'm really looking forward to this weekend. We're we're going up to our grandmother's house. Yep. And one of the things that I can't wait to do is... Drink a cup of coffee on the back porch. Saturday and Sunday morning. I Like, yeah. A cup of coffee on the back porch. No joke yeah like I, or even in the evening with a glass of wine it is it's or a beer like whatever your yeah. preference it's so just chill I, I i feel like i get such a release from that yeah and like here at home you know like i i'll get up in the morning and drink my coffee outside and look at the creek and watch the water but in the evenings you know, you get off work, you come home, you work out. I've been working out outside and it it's like, it's one more thing to do outside. Now I will say working out outside much better than working out inside. Oh yeah. But it's like, it's not the same kind of experience of being outside in a dedicated, spiritualized space direction. Yeah. I come home from work. I'll do one of two things. I'll either go inside and set my stuff down and make a drink and then come outside. Or if I had a really bad day. You just <laughs> walk straight to the outdoor kitchen and <laughs> grab a beer. I walk straight to my outdoor ca- kitchen, grab a beer, grab my pipe, and I sit at my patio yeah. furniture. And I drink my beer and I smoke my pipe sitting outside. And decompress and, on the and day. And looking at the sun setting. Yeah. Or the it's you can't see the sun setting right. from where my trailer's positioned, but the the, the sun is still coming that yeah, direction, um, and you see the pink and everything over the water. And if it's a good day, it's there's a breeze, and it's just surreal. How can you not experience God in these moments? Yeah, well, and that that's that's what I wanted to say is like for all of these prayer practices. Oh, that was the other one I wanted to do. But before we actually hit record, Clayton and I were talking about two other oh. episodes that we wanted to do for this that we just didn't end up doing. And I couldn't remember one of them, but it was pr- prayer postures. It was prayer postures. Um, you know, like old school, you people used to pray holding their arms out like they were on a cross um, or on their knees or, yeah. you know, whatever. But anyways... All of these prayer practices you do, 
where you do them and the posture in which you do them will change the experience. Oh, 100%. So if breath prayer is not really cutting it for you, but you're a yoga person, mm. go outside and do some yoga while you do the breath prayer. Yeah. Um, if you are, you know, a prayer walker, if you work in the mall and so you walk in the mall and you pray or walk while if you, you walk go to your place. Office, yeah. Right? If you like, walk in, go outside, go walk your neighborhood, go walk your apartment complex. Yeah. Um, go walk your trailer park for my RV people. Yeah. Like wherever you are, all of these prayer practices can be enhanced based on the posture and place in which you do them and keeping it. And this is what I say all the time. And this is probably what I want to end with. If you can take prayer and instead of treating it like something you have to do, treating it like a menu where you get to pick what you want in the moment, you'll be more apt to use it. And some days I wake up and I go to work and I have a day and I come home and I just want a beer. There are other days I wake up and I go about my day and I'm like, you know, margarita would be really nice. And yet there's still other days that I'm like, nope, it's a normal day. We're going with Old Faithful, the old fashioned. But that's because I treat my afternoon cocktail like a menu. If you lived your day treating your prayer life as a menu of which you could choose from, no matter where you were or what you were feeling, you will answer Paul's command to never stop praying because you never have an excuse that you don't have a practice for this moment.